Hey everyone, welcome to the Adaptive Sports and Recreation in Western New York podcast. We're going to share some experiences and expertise of local athletes, their families, and community organizations. Our discussions are going to range from elite sport competitions to weekend fun with our family and friends. We're coming to you from Buffalo, New York, the city of good neighbors, great year-round recreation, and definitely a play-hard attitude. I'm Jean Langen, hosting Episode 3 of the Adaptive Sports in Western New York podcast. This podcast is a collaboration between the Rehabilitation Science Department at the University at Buffalo and the Western New York community. In this episode, we will be talking about family perspective. In Episodes 1 and 2, we discuss the adaptive sports that they participate in and the adaptive equipment that they use for those sports. Today, three of those athletes have returned to discuss family perspectives, Steve, Emily, and Adam. And some of those athletes have brought family members with them. I'm going to ask the athletes to introduce their family members. Well, my dad is actually the coach of my wheelchair basketball team. And mom, she's, I like to call her the co-coach. She helps with, you know, helping to plan our, like, events and stuff. And we go to UB to... Um, do halftime at the UB women's basketball games, and we just did it this past year, helping me with adaptive sports and helping me get out there. That's great. My dad's been anywhere from team manager to my coach to water boy. <laughs> Both my parents have been really supportive in anything that like I wanted to do, and you know, never said no. And you know, I think that's also the you know the biggest you know thing for me is growing up i've had all these opportunities to try all the different sports because my parents never said no and would take me to to do those those things and you know and obviously at five six seven eight years old you, you know you can't take yourself anywhere so you know it was my parents that were kind of sacrificing weekends to take me to to tournaments or to to games or, or things like that and steve you are an athlete, but you also have children. How do you get involved in their sports? I have to stop, just go back to that, and just say how great that is to hear, because, you know, as a parent in general, you just want your kids to explore and try different things and, you know, to know from as a disabled athlete from past 30 years of being in a chair, knowing the limited opportunities that were around when I first entered into the disabled sports arena now there's just you know there's so much more for these guys to try and find that niche you know that's that's so cool to hear but for me it was you know a lot of it so i was in adaptive sports before i was a father so you know i i was exploring and trying different things when i started to be a parent i wanted to find things more things that i could do with my children that was one of the big factors in me getting into downhill skiing. Um, so that because my kids were of the age, we were getting them involved in that. And I had a friend that um, that we all know here, Mark, that uh, is a big skier and kept pushing and pushing, saying you could do it. And uh, I realized I could be independent and, uh, and ski with my kids. And that was a huge, huge factor, you know, in uh, giving it a try. But with every, with, you know, all the sports that I've done, I try to do that you know, do it with my children as well and and so that we can all enjoy it together. Tell me a little bit about some of your favorite family moments with adaptive sports. 
I, get, well, I, I know that for, for me personally, um, the, the first practice that we had for wheelchair basketball, it, it was such, such an eye-opening experience for me, just seeing all the kids with their faces, the smiles that they had on their face out on the court, just playing the game and practicing. And uh, I actually have a picture downstairs where somebody had taken a picture with Emily. I was standing up next to Emily. She was looking up at me. I was looking down at her and we were talking about basketball. And I always go back to that picture whenever I see it. And it always says to me, you know, the things that I love about, you know, coaching that team and that I love seeing her being a part of all these different sports. As a reminder for people who may not have been in episode one or two, it's an inclusive basketball team. What was your thinking with making it an inclusive basketball team? Well, I think that um, Emily's got friends who are athletes on her other adaptive sports team, but she's got friends who are in school who aren't disabled. And it just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense that one group should be playing over here and another group should be playing over here. Why wouldn't everybody just be playing together? And I think sometimes you just got to find a way to get the playing field level for everybody inclusivity, but if you're playing and you're still separate from people you still want to be playing with, or you are on the outside watching in if somebody's playing, you're not really fully experiencing that inclusion. So I think it's important to figure out how to break down those barriers and get everybody, people with varying levels of disability, people with no physical disabilities, people who may have cognitive disabilities, figuring out a way to bring them all together, together to play. Um, really just gives you a good example of, of inclusivity. So I think that's what we, we largely had in mind, how to get everybody together who wants to play. And uh, the sports wheelchair, I think, is what really ends up being the vehicle to bring it all together. It's, it's a powerful thing to do that and have that as part of these sports programs. I think, you know, letting people know that that's important. Some, you know, there may be some sports where that doesn't happen. And I, and I think that's I think this is such a positive way to do it because it includes the families, it includes the siblings. What what Liz said is so is so true. I mean, it's such a it does level the playing field, but it it it, it builds awareness for everyone involved. And I think of Adam when you know we, we got away you know with with Greater Buffalo Adaptive Sports. We you know we saw sled hockey, but we knew that as as Steve had said, you know, there's so many other things that we saw that you know we probably should be doing giving opportunities not every not everybody is a hockey fan everybody wants there should be all of the, these sports should be available to all of our kids whatever you know their situation may be and so i think adam saw that and we expanded into lacrosse first and got into wheelchair lacrosse and the first thing we did was say we need to have you know able-bodied as well as you know, disabled athletes on a team together. And they taught us how to play lacrosse and we taught them how to use the chair. And you know, the disability goes away. There is, it, it disappears because it's, you know, just one example, I remember Adam, the first day we dropped him off at kindergarten and his mom and I were scared to death. Here we is walking into, you know, his first day of kindergarten and how were these kids gonna see Adam? And here's this, here's this little boy at the door with Adam and he opened the door for Adam and he's just talking to Adam and they walked in and he, he didn't see the crutches just like his mom and I didn't see the crutches and I think that's what sport does is when we put all of these 
athletes together, you know, whatever it be, if it's in a chair, if it's in a sled or whatever it may be, all those go away. And it just, you know, they're, 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 they're adults, they're kids, you know, they're veterans, whatever it may be, they're just playing sport together and that just knocks down all the barriers. Yeah, I think that's key. It's really, I think you're breaking down the barriers. And I think that you're really also providing the opportunity for people who aren't disabled to understand that people with disabilities are regular people who enjoy regular things like sports. And you're, you're having the opportunity to kind of, I don't want to say teach, but without even teaching, you're you're really just providing the kids who are not disabled on the team with the opportunity to say, oh yeah, it's just me and so-and-so hanging out playing a sport together. I think that that just starts to bring about awareness and normalizing accessibility and understanding what using a wheelchair might involve. And you just, I think you open up a whole, a whole extra world of things too with players that you're including who aren't disabled to, to break down barriers that exist between in the world between people with disabilities and without. Yeah, I want to just say that the words that come to mind are inclusion and acceptance and integration and it's just kind of you know it's just a, it's a cool thing to see. I think that a lot of times sometimes the disability access is someone who's not disabled helping somebody who's disabled and that's not any form of inclusion. You know, I think sports allow the possibility for somebody to say, yeah, let's do this together. Let's play this together. You know, where we're playing is, is two equal people. And um, I think that ends up being pretty powerful. Tell me a little bit about your experience as parents of children in the sport. Well, I, I'll tell you, it's, it's <laughs> because I also coach at the high school that I teach at and you know, I, I always sat back and during Emily's sled hockey games, especially, and I would remember saying to myself, no yelling, no screaming, <laughs> let the coaches coach, let, you know, because here I'm putting my parent hat on versus being the coach. So it's a completely different thing. But, you know, I found myself when she was, especially in sled and seeing her in her games during sled hockey, seeing all the different things that she was doing and, and after every single practice or after every single game, the first thing Emily always says when we get in the car is, what do I need to work on? You know, and it's like, well, you know, let's talk about the good things you did first because you did a lot of good things and then you pick one or two things. But it, it, there's definitely a different hat between coach and parent. And when you're both a coach and a parent, I think it makes it even a little bit more difficult sometimes in the, in the stands. That's a good point because all of the parents in here coached at some time for their children. Steve, you coached? Baseball. Baseball. Mm -hmm. No, similar situation. You know, you gotta be careful how you approach it then. <laughs> but uh, tried to be involved as much as I could. It seemed as, you know, for my kids to see me as a normal part of the, you know, the team. And Norm, yeah. I'm sure you've gotten some coaching. Yeah, it was, you know, it was an interesting thing because you know, I, I started with Adam with sled hockey, and as Adam said, I was a water boy when I started out toting <laughs> water. That was the easiest job, to be honest with you. It got much tougher after that, but, <laughs> you know, I coached and, uh, you know, helped run the program and then took over the program and then 
followed him up through the ranks and got very involved with the national program. And, uh, you know, that's a, it was a, it's a tough transition from, you know, being his coach and on the ice with him every day as a, as a coach and out on the ice and then in, in the gym with him as well. I'd be at his personal trainer with him and, you know, in those early years and then all of a sudden turning him over to, you know, the national team and, and having, you know, uh, the national coaches and him being on the national team and traveling internationally. And, you know, he was young. I mean, that was for his mom and I, it was tough because he was 15 when he made the national team. And, you know, he was just a, he was just a kid. And, you know, here we're sending him off. I remember his first trip to Japan and, you know, he's with 20, 30, 40 year olds. And I know what 20, 30 and 40 year old men do. And, you know, here he's a 15 year old and, you know, it was a scary time for us, but it was his dream. And we were there, but obviously we weren't with the team. We were, we were parents and, but it was, you know, I mean, but I I think, you know, I I think, you know, and we talked about some of the, you know, we think about the moments, but I I think, you know, it was, it was all the moments with Adam and uh, him being true to himself. I mean, because he was, there were times when he was approached with some adult things that, you know, aren't easy, you know, whether it be drugs and alcohol and the things that adults deal with sometimes. And, and Adam was always true to himself and who he was. And I think that's, to me, that's more important than the gold medals that he received. I think him, him being who he is as a human being and as a believing and knowing who he was as a person was, was probably the, the greatest thing that, you know, his mom and I could ever hope for. So, yeah. Wow. That is very powerful. Yeah. And then from Adam and Emily, have you seen your parents play the sports that you're in? For me, yeah. Yeah, Daddy, he coaches it, but sometimes whenever we do practices, he usually just do like a little game with me and we usually play with each other. Yeah. yeah. Are, are your parents good at wheelchair basketball? Yes, they are, definitely. <laughs> Coaching and on a basketball perspective. And we do some running together, right? You do push yes. rim and then... Yes. Yeah, but we do usually put that with headphones on and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's quite and... kind of grind out, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, my dad tried sled hockey once or twice. Used my... or tried my sled once that I remember and uh, that was... It for about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a flopping fish on the ice. <laughs> Not even his trainer was was struggling with it, and uh, he's he's a pretty pretty strong guy. And we're like, how in the world do these, how do these these athletes do it? I mean, they make it look so easy. And my goodness, it was like fighting a boxer for twelve rounds in about three minutes. And, uh, yeah, pretty funny. What are your thoughts about future endeavors? I think the exciting part, you know, and I think everybody's kind of mentioned it here is, you know, Steve, I know Steve said it and uh, said it very well. And it's, it's about, you know, more sports, more opportunities, you know, thinking about those athletes that haven't had the opportunity yet, because there's an athlete in all of us in one way, shape or form. And I think, you know, just being able to, offer so many different sports that all of a sudden you catch the eye of somebody that maybe hasn't done it, hasn't done anything and said, you know, I'd like to try that, you know, and at one time it was just sled hockey and, um, you know, thinking about the future of, you know, anything, you know, any of those sports, anything that can build, 
you know, the, the self-confidence and self-esteem that we can give these kids and adults and veterans. And, you know, I think that's, I think that's our job to try to do that in the, you know, in Buffalo, Western New York to, you know, continue to build out the sports and the different things and the opportunities that we can give all of these um, athletes and, and, you know, just like anybody else, if they want to try tennis, they could, they should be able to do tennis. If they want to try, you know, volleyball, they should be able to do volleyball. If they want to downhill ski, they should be able to downhill ski or track or, you know, or basketball, whatever it is. I mean, it should be, that should always be, you know, an opportunity for anybody, whether, whether, whether if they're disabled or, or not. Yeah, I think Norm says it best. It's really about like access and availability. And if you can go go out and go to the court and play basketball or, or go do volleyball, want to have that same opportunity for somebody who's an, adapt, who's an adaptive athlete, not something where you necessarily have to schedule a time or try to access a very expensive specialized piece of equipment or, um, you know, really working in the schedule. But just if you're getting up on a Sunday and you want to be able to do this sport, you're going out and you're, you, you have the availability and the access to do it. And I think the more options for sports that people have in the area, the, the better chance that is. And I think that the more options you get and can offer to kids from a very young age, the the better chance you have of creating lifelong sports fanatics and people who have access to, uh, you know, sports throughout their entire life. I think I wanted to go back to when we talked about the families and, and everything. I think that one of the important things on like the parent side of being out with the athletes is the ability to touch base with the other with other families mm-hmm. and like share your story and hear what their story is and share resources and share other sports and sometimes I think that we get a little isolated and maybe we're out at a friend's house who isn't disabled and some of the points that might be things that are topics or things that we're looking at or avenues we want to talk about uh, it's not necessarily a shared conversation, but that time, I think, in the in the in the stands as as a parent is your time to also touch base with other parents and talk about medical advances on certain things or talk about challenges you might be facing with schooling or this, and really kind of brainstorm and share a lot of information. So, I think that while the kids, from our point of view, Emily's getting a good amount of teamwork and socializing with people out there, but I know for me as a parent, that's also the opportunity for me to touch base with other parents who might be looking at similar things or facing um, similar obstacles or, or looking for similar um, avenues for things. And this is a time to really network and, and speak with them and, you know, get more answers or, or, or and also see what other, thi- what other things people are looking to, to see in the community. So I think it's a good, it's good team building, I think, for the parents too who are in there, you know, who are in the stands. It's true. It's very, um, and I think, you know, all of us who have had those experiences in the hotels and the weekends and the, you know, we've, we've all done it. Steve, all of us have been part of all of this. And, you know, Liz put it, you know, put it so, so eloquently that, you know, we learn, you know, it's how we, it's how we have learned as parents through other parents, you know, I mean, those of us when, you know, I remember when Adam was five and we started, you know, doing this, this whole, this whole journey. And, and there was some of the other parents that helped steer us through some of those early things and some of the scary things that, you know, we had to deal with moving forward and, you know, having other parents who had been through it to help us. I mean, you can call it therapy, you can call it, 
uh, guidance. You can care, call it, you know, uh, connecting, teamwork, whatever it is. But those experiences help us as parents as much as the athletes on the ice to help, help our kids with being with the other athletes. And, you know, that's something that, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it really, that's where the family really comes into um, play. It really is a complete family. When you're involved with these sports and getting involved, it's the entire family that's gaining um, so much from all of this, from sport and being involved in sport. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about camaraderie with the players on the court or on the ice. It becomes a camaraderie with, with the parents in the stands. You know, I, I remember in uh, 2019 that the last game with Emily was sled hockey and, and they won the gold medal and they won the championship in her league. And, you know, here you are, you're high-fiving and hugging the person next to you. You don't know, you know, you've been with them, you know, but it, it was it was like a whole, everybody was just so elated. And obviously the players on the ice were elated, but the, the parents in the stands were just high-fiving, hugging, tears in everybody's eyes. And, you know, it's a camaraderie thing for, for everybody who's involved. That's great. So we've talked a lot about sports where your children played in them, but tell me about some of the recreational activities you might do as a family. Maybe Steve with boating or golfing or things like that where you're playing with them. You know, I just try to um, get out with them in any way I can. If it's not full participation, at least I'm there, you know, and can help, you know, can add my two cents. I can, you know, enjoy watching them. Uh, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be full participation participation for me to enjoy it, you know, for them to just, you know, they want you, they want you there regardless. You know, we've done boating together, you know, if they're golfing, I'm out there on the cart, you know, in the cart or wheeling along the cart paths, trying to enjoy it with them. So definitely, you know, any way you can find to be involved, you know, whether it's full participation or not. Yeah. 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 um, I, I know with Emily, her and I, we've gone to the, the driving range uh, where we'll go to the driving range and I'll put in her wheelchair, push her up to the tee. I'll set the ball on the tee and she'll take her club, line it up, and then she'll just hit golf balls off the, off the tee. And then I'll wheel her off and then I'll go and I'll hit hit some. And then we kind of just alternate back and forth. So I always love that during the, especially in the summertime where we have that opportunity to go out and, and do that. And we do do a good amount of... Um... Well, we certainly did a little more pre, pre-COVID, but we do do a lot of traveling for marathons. We try to find marathons that have kids races. So um, Emily will do kids race on the day before or do like a one mile and a family will travel in from out of town. So as she kind of is, she's out there, you know, doing like a one, she did Marine Corps marathon. It was a mile and forearm crutches mm-hmm. and then Philadelphia marathon, I think was close to that too. And uh yes. The Buffalo Marathon, she always participates in, in some fashion. So it's it's running is kind of like a family sport. And it's great that she's able to do that. She can transition that now to doing the push rim. You know, I, I know in my head, I think about the day that she's ready to do a half marathon or a full marathon. And I can, she can be doing push rim and I can be um, substantially far behind her. <laughs> hoping, that, hoping that I can cross within an hour of, of her finishing it. But um and I'll be holding the sign. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can still find the family. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's Someone right. has to hand off the water. I got to hand right? off the water. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to both of us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've done, we golf together and we've, um, we did ride for Roswell last year together and bowling and things like that. And I think, 
I think the other thing we've been so fortunate as, as our family is, you know, the traveling together, the amount of time we spent on the road together and, you know, being able to be at, we haven't missed, missed next to nothing as far as everything that he's done and where he's traveled. And, you know, we've done this family and with the local program, I think that, you know, I think the one thing sport does for a family is, you know, spending that time together. I mean, if we weren't in sport, I know we wouldn't have, I mean, we, we all, you know, we were together since, you know, the weekends and the time we spent on the road and all those things that that's family time. And, you know, I feel bad for families that never had the opportunity to spend, you know, countless hours in the hotel rooms and at the games and, you know, from when he was, you know, just a little boy to, you know, when he was, you know, winning some, some gold medals. And it's just, you know, it, it's his mom and I, you know, to be able to do that with him is, it has been, it's been an amazing experience. It really has. That's great. Anything else you want to share with the listeners out there that we haven't touched on yet? I would just say, keep trying sports. Don't, you know what, if, if it's something you want to do, do it. Go out, you can do it. There's a way you can do it. And uh, don't let anybody tell you you can. I mean, there's there's things you can do and we can adapt sport of any kind in any way. And, and most of it has been done. And, uh, you know, look for it out there, wherever you may be. If it's not in Buffalo and Western New York, you know, it's out there across the country. And if it's not out there, go start it yourself. Make it happen. You know, sports just does so much for all of our, all of our kids and all of our adults and all of our veterans. And uh, so, uh, go try it. Yeah, like Norm said, if there's not a sport that you, that there is, and you need to adapt to it, just try to find time to adapt to yourself. Make your own sport. Do what you love. All right, that's a wonderful statement to end on. And I'll just remind listeners that we have episode one and two that covers athletes and the sports they've been in and how to get equipment and just about equipment in general. So thank you, everybody. All right, thank you. If there are suggestions for podcast topics or questions for the athletes, please contact us either through Greater Buffalo Adaptive Sports. You can reach them through their webpage or find them on Facebook. Or you can also reach us through the Rehabilitation Science Department at the University at Buffalo. I'm faculty there, and my email is jlangen at buffalo.edu. Thank you to everyone at the UB Libraries for helping to produce this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Adaptive Sports and Recreation in Western New York podcast. Have a great day.